Hey, I'm Jane Oakley, a Matilda alumni footballer, number 36, and you're listening to Radio Karen. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's podcast guest, Diane Windsor, has been a single mum twice and has been through two divorces. And she has been in marriage counselling more years than she has been married. She is passionate about helping mothers, especially single mothers, tell their stories. She was a leader of a single parent support group for eight years until COVID, and during her journey has become an accomplished author. Her works focus on topics that are important to single moms. Diane has published the following books, Stuck, Smokescreen, and How to Relationship, a relationship guide for teens with divorced parents. This is the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back again. Hi, Claire. It's so nice to see you again and to talk to you. So nice to have you back. So nice to have you back. So look, just in case, just in case people haven't listened to the last podcast and listeners, if you haven't, come on. Go back and listen to it. Um, can you just give us a brief synopsis about like who you are and your journey up till this point? Yes, of course. Of course. Well, I am an author and a publisher in uh, the Dallas, Texas area, USA. And um, I started my publishing company and writing some books specifically to help single parents because I was a single parent for a long time. I was married twice and divorced twice, and I'm on my third marriage now. Third time's a charm. That's how lucky. That's right. Um, But I also spent time leading a single parent support group here in my area uh, for about eight years. It was the largest one in the area, and we would meet on a monthly basis. Um, We tried doing some virtual things, but it really was more fun for us to get together. And sometimes we would socialize, and sometimes we would also like have have informational sessions. Like we would talk about finances for single parents and legal issues. I would have attorneys come in and talk to the the parents, and they would answer questions for free. And that was really helpful because you know anything that has to do with with the legal system for single parents, it's so expensive and it's just very difficult to navigate. So I don't know how some separated parents actually can go to court and deal with all of the court, the complexity of court and the cost of it. Right. Cause sometimes it can cost like over here, it can cost like 50, 60, $70,000. Yes. Thousands of dollars. It's it's amazing. I know. I know. I tried to parent has that. Yeah, I tried to do a few things by myself because I had heard that it's like, well, you can fill out the paperwork and go before the judge and and take care of it yourself. 
Um, and I'm always, you know, up for trying something like that if it's going to save me some money. Me too. And I was able to do a few of those things, but my my situation was not very complicated, so yeah. it was it was all right. But um, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed running that single parent support group. But then when COVID hit, the 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 parent organization kind of shut down because um, obviously nobody was getting together in person anymore, and they could not sustain it. So. Um, yeah, but I I still do try to help single parents if I can by writing some books that that hopefully are helpful to them. Well, exactly. And one of them that we're going to cover off and sort of discuss is how a, a relationship guide for teenagers with divorced parents because yeah. statistically children from divorced parents are likely to go through a divorce themselves. That's right. And here in Australia, 30% of first-time marriages basically end in divorce. Right. And 60%, 60%, you'd think you'd get it right the second time. The second and, time, I know. Right? But 60% of people who marry for a second time end in divorce as well, right? Right. I, I think we have I, similar statistics here in the States. I don't know how many the third time round is, Diana. I know. But I know. Like, maybe there's none <laughs> the third time round because third time lucky and you get it right. But like, That's right. And so, therefore, the view is like that because children come from divorced parents, right, they haven't got right, they haven't got very good role models, well, not very good role models, but they right. like – have complex situations that they come from and therefore seeing how families work, you know, partners, relationships, partners, yeah. partners work together Working to together, resolve exactly. issues yep. um, isn't really happening. Correct. Much. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, those are some of the topics, some of the issues that I did try to address. Um, so how do we teach them to have healthy relationships then? Yeah. Uh, if That's we a have a question, I, right? <laughs> I tried to learn from my mistakes. So that's what I that's what I wrote about. I have I have, like chapters in here are, um, you know, not rushing in because like for me, I rushed in. Oh, wow. Okay. My both of my first two marriages, I thought, yes, I, this is right. We need to, you know, move ahead and get married and um and that's it then everything's going to be great yeah um yeah and i didn't <laughs> and i should have learned however there we go like in my relationships like they were normally a couple of years like i was in it for a couple of years so you think before I'd you got married yeah so you think i'd have a clue but yeah but i have to say the actual act of getting married Change the situation. It was very I've heard bizarre. that before. I've very heard a lot bizarre. of stories where couples would live together, yeah, without being married, and yep. everything was great. But then, as soon as they, you know, made it legal, made it official, then things just went to hell for whatever reason. Yeah, and so I did that in my twenties, and it all went to hell in a handbag. Yeah, and um. And then I've sort of gone, right, well, no, marriage is definitely not for me. I'm yeah. happy to live in sin. <laughs> there um, you go. But, yeah, but. And I do think, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. If that is what works for you, even long term, that's no problem, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think was... I give up too much and I don't 
well, I do, oh, I don't do it now, but I give up too much in the relationship or for the relationship and okay. I didn't set effective boundaries oh, regarding so me. Oh, right? that's so important. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm all, I mean, crikey, I'm a Libra, right? So we're in love with love, right? We love love and being in yeah. love and all of the things that are associated yep. with it, right? Um, so, yeah, so that's probably, I just blame my star sign. There's That's nothing it. in that, but That's you know, it. hey, I just want to blame something else. Let's take the victim and put it over to somewhere else. But it's no, not your um, responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> but I think if I look back at everything, I didn't set boundaries, and I didn't respect maybe me in the relationship with that interesting. person. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah it, and so. Look, at the end of the day, these are all things that I'm learning, but I wish I'd learned it like maybe 20 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. So like for one thing, I remember being very upset with my second husband because he wasn't helping enough around the house and I was doing everything. And that was certainly true. But now, I mean, if if I do a little extra, you know, if I t if the trash is full and I see that the trash is full and I take it outside to the bin... I'm not going to get all upset because I had to do it. And my husband didn't do it. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. We just, we just see what needs doing and we, and we do it. And I, we're both kind of that way now. And so it, it while of course it's important to, for partners to, to help each other, it's, it's not about keeping score, right? I used to keep score and I that, think that doesn't help too. anything. Yeah. yeah. No. And, um, and as a single mom, I'm sitting here and because I've got a boy, right? So as a single mum, as a mum, I do a lot of things for my boy. So I've yeah. now sat here and gone, well, hang on a minute. I'm not going to clear up that. after him. Yeah. Right. He can right. do that. He can, right. you know, he gets undressed in the lounge, all places, but he gets undressed in the lounge and leaves his clothes in there. So they get left in there or they get put somewhere. Sure. So they have to ask for them. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so I go, well, well where where are they? Are they not in the place that you would expect them to be? Oh no. Yeah. Well then you need to take responsibility for doing that, putting his dishes in the dishwasher, things like that. Cause I sit here and go, if I do all of these, I'm actually creating the monster yes, for his partner for his going forward. Partner, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no, no. So right. and I'm getting him to cook a bit and various different Good. things like that. Seven, yeah, at seven, he can start doing some of those things. And I actually, I remember I I taught my children how to do their own laundry when they were fairly young. I don't think as young as seven, but, you know, 10, 11, 12, it was, it was time for them to do their own laundry because I was a working single mother. And exactly. Did I have time to do everybody's freaking laundry? No. So it's like, if you guys need clean clothes... Go do it. Go ahead and, and do your laundry. Yeah. It's not rocket science. And I've got to say, like, he goes, well, I don't want to do it. And I went, well, <laughs> I want to do it. I right. I don't do it, right? I either. Know, it's not like, it's <laughs> where I go, whoop, whoop, I'm going to clear up after you. That's like, great. no. That's so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I say, sometimes you have to do the things that you don't want to do. And we do want to, I mean, as a mother in her heart, we want to do everything for our kids, don't we? Well, yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe i'm like sometimes i'm sick of doing it or i'll walk through i'll have someone turn up i'll have someone turn up for coffee and i'll walk through and i go oh that'll be oscar's pajamas everywhere in the sure. lounge or whatever because oh, he doesn't yeah. just take them off and 
fold them neatly and put them in of a pile. No, no, no. They're flung oh. over one sofa and then flung somewhere in the corner of, of the room. And, you know, it's just. I remember. I remember those days. Oh my yep. God. What is it with boys and <laughs> flinging their clothes everywhere? <laughs> they do like that. Nuts. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. So, like, how do we talk to them? How do we talk to them about how do we talk to our teens, right? Because talking yeah. to teens is horrendous. But how, is it is it baby steps from when they're at a young age? Like, I think is it so. at now that we need to be starting to talk through? Uh, probably, and and it's pro- it's not in your face. It's not saying this is how. This is what you need to do if you want to have successful relationships. It's um maybe asking them questions like, "Oh, do you think uh do you think somebody should talk to their partner like that?" or "Oh, what do you how much uh who should do the laundry, you know, when when you're married or living with a partner or something like that." It just I don't know, just start having little conversations like that. But I do want to I do want to mention um, I have a chapter in my book about red flags because I was famous for ignoring the red flags. You know how we do, like you said, early on in the relationship, we're so in love with love and our this this new person can do no wrong. And uh if a little a little flag pops up, we just tend to ignore it. I I know I did. There were so many red flags. That, I did. You know, I did. Definitely. Looking back, I'm like, oh my god, why? Uh, seeing that, why did I move forward? Why? Why didn't I just run for the hills screaming? It's quite amazing because there were some relationships where I looked, and there were so many, so many red flags, right? That I would go, oh my god, like, why did I stay for so long? Right. Um, and then. There were other relationships where I was so not tolerant and I was just like, nah, sorry, and I was off, right? <laughs> and so yeah. I go, you know, I'm, and it's really looking at those and dissecting, like, why did I stay with that one and why, you know, what what were the reasons why and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it's, it is. And when, um, it's, when your emotions are so involved, of course, it's hard to look at these kind of things objectively, and I understand that, but – we should try. We should try to teach our kids to, you know, be aware of. Uh, well, if you're the not most common- comfortable, right? If you're not, if you go, oh, hang on a minute, that's hurting me. That's upsetting yeah. me. That yeah. I just don't feel comfortable. Um, I w- I once saw, <laughs> dearie me, confessions time. I once saw a guy who would phone me every day, right? Absolutely every day but then would only arrange to see me like once a week, which wasn't okay. like, which wasn't too bad and wasn't like full on. But I, at the beginning, it was a real like relaxed, chilled out relationship. So it mm-hmm. was not really a relationship as such. But getting on for like almost 10 months, 11 months, I'm going, well, mm-hmm. this, is, this is just a bit strange. Yeah. It didn't sit right with me because I was going, right. well, what is this? relationship right because you need to phone me every day but you don't need to see me every day or Mm -hmm. you know it was like yeah it was very weird yeah so yeah that one I and honestly that kind of (laughs) that kind of arrangement or situation might be okay for somebody else but it wasn't for you so yeah it just felt as though 
when I needed the person, they weren't there for me, but yes. it was almost like I was there for them. Yes. I'm too oh. available for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, but I was telling myself I wasn't being too available. That's yeah. very bizarre. The conversations you have anyway, yeah. there we go. Confession time already on this podcast. <laughs> my God. But yeah. So red flags then. How do you, do you, how do you highlight to your teenage children what red flags are without them thinking, oh, you just hate my partner no, um, I think, and without you know, being involved in their relationships? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Well, to a point, parents can can be and should be, right, involved. Um, but you but, can't, like, ban your kid from seeing someone, right, because that will just make – it's like – Oh, that would be just like honey to the bees, right? I mean, you know, it's just yes. like it's that forbidden love that Absolutely. is in all the movies and all the songs yes. and all of this stuff where yes. it's a forbidden love and it's, yeah. you know, just so delectable. I think maybe like if you say you and your child are watching a movie or you're out together or something um, and you just see somebody behaving in a way that that is not acceptable. It might not be full on horrible, but like, you know, I'm sure you've heard people who are rude to waiters and waitresses, you know, you don't want to be with somebody like that because if they, if they think they're better than somebody else and they talk down to people like that, then that's, that isn't okay. So. And what I mean, are they going to do to you? Exactly. The yeah. 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 So just you know, I I think that in everyday life there are opportunities to find those kind of teachable moments, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um yes, no. It's I suppose it's but it's like Oscar is seven, so it's really about educating them from now, really. It's not waiting until they're a teenager and then go, oh, by the way, sure. relationships are sure. really complex and you need yeah. to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, it's really about, like, training them now. And it is training them to a certain extent. Sure or it is. Sure it is. But he also sees you. It's also, you know, I've, I've heard the term before, more is caught than taught. So your kids will notice your behavior more and it's like what what is acceptable to you if you are talking to somebody even if it's not a relationship or a romantic relationship there are all kinds of relationships right professional well, that's true. friendships um like you know service providers who come to your home and it's like how do you interact with these people are you respectful are they respectful to you do you do you expect to be treated in a certain way and if you're not do you do something about it? So I think all of that is training our kids to be to behave in a certain way and expect to be treated in a certain way. And I must admit, it is a worry for me as a single parent because I haven't dated for God four years or whatever, and I don't really. I, I'm not really that bothered. I'm like, yeah, whatever the world throws at me is fine. Happy days. Sure. I don't want to go out and find it, right? So um, it's concerning for me because I go, well, it's just me and him, right? So that's mm -hmm. a real um, – he's then not dealing with other dynamics within the situation as well and having to deal with 
another person right. within that situation. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, well, it's a concern for me. Um, but yeah, I get that it's a concern, but you're, it's I almost mean, like he's single- lo- he would lose his mom. Right. So, and it's very much at the forefront of my sure. mind, but I, then but also this- he's got somebody else coming on board that would, um, that would be, be, um, not living with as such, but be giving Part him feedback within his life, sure. right? Sure. And so sure. if he's being out of order, he normally gets that feedback from me. So then if yeah. he gets somebody else within his life that's then giving him, and feedback's the only word, the word I can think of to describe it really, then, yeah, there's a the challenge of that as well. Yes. There's definitely a challenge of bringing somebody else in. But I think, I mean, this single single mother situation these days i know that there are single father families out there too but i still believe i i still do think though that it's more common and that there are more if if you've got a single parent-led family it's usually going to be the mom don't you think oh i i think the emphasis more and i look and i well and i'll get slated by some of my mates who are single dads and look after their kids full time but i think it's more around the single mum looking after the children full time and the dads having them on the weekend. Yeah. Um, than it is around the dads the having around, them full time right? as such. Yeah. Although I have a couple of mates who are men who have and their you know, kids full time. And so, I you actually know. I spoke to a friend of mine that I went to high school with, a woman, and we just happened to connect and we were talking on the phone this last week. And her um ex-husband is the custodial parent so he's got custody of the daughter and she sees the daughter you you know on a on a schedule um i don't think that means that she's a bad mother (laughs) i know oh yeah (laughs) yeah i just have my i have oscar 24 7 so like and it's great yeah and like i there are times where i do sit there and go oh my god I need a break. Plus we need, need a break. Yeah, know, we do. I mean, course. you know, I wouldn't be, and then that's a human part of this podcast, right? Sure. I wouldn't be human if I didn't need sure. that. But um, I'm so lucky with the network of people I have around me. And basically, um, yeah, and so I do get my breaks. Thank God. Thank you, neighbours. Thank you, friends. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it is it's full on, really. Must yeah, be. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got, and I have a whole chapter about respect, about treating each other with respect. Um, and what does that look like? Because I remember in my second marriage, I, I had this conversation with my ex-husband once. I'm like, you don't respect me. You don't treat me with respect at all. And um, he just kind of blew it off like what I was talking about was not important. So <laughs> prime example right there. But that's prime red flag, people. Prime yeah, red flag. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. No, it's yeah. Even like even the relationships that I was in for a long time. Oh my gosh, this is confess Diana, stop doing this to me. Um <laughs> even the relationships that I thought were good relationships, there were times where I was just like, I was made out to be the crazy one. I'm like, I don't think I'm crazy. Mm. 
Uh, I just gaslighting. Yeah. I never heard that term until recently, but that's, no. yeah, I went through that too. But even like, yeah, even the relationships that you'd sit, I would sit within and, and other people external to the relationship would go, oh, it's, you know, he's, he's a great guy. He's like, you know, yeah. so, you know, easy to get on with, blah, 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 and all of this stuff. What's and, wrong with you? Why isn't he good enough yeah, for you? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no. Um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, okay, are there any markers? Do you have, like, are there markers to a, that we can look at to a healthy relationship? How do you recognise uh, that you're in a healthy relationship? Rec- like, Is there a healthy for relationship? Yourself? Yeah. Right? Like, well. I sit there and go, <laughs> it just seems like all relationships are unhealthy, but it just might be that. I've just been in all unhealthy relationships. <laughs> and I and maybe that's why I've not been looking for one for four years. Because I go, the healthiest relationship is with me, right? With you, there you yeah. go. That's good. That's good. I don't know. I just think um I I still think that respect is so important. If you feel mm-hmm. like you are respected by your partner, and we we all go through stuff, right? We all every couple will fight. Every couple will go through hard times, but it's you know how you get through those hard times together. And mm. when it's a fight, it's like, oh my gosh, is it, how bad is it? Is You know, hopefully it doesn't get physical. Then there's a real problem. Right. But I mean, in my opinion, I've always believed this, that, you know, most disagreements or arguments, if both parties are willing to just really listen to each other and try to understand each other's opinion, you can probably resolve it pretty quickly. And I do think that it's certainly possible to listen to and understand another person's opinion, even if you don't agree with it. Mm. It's like, okay, I hear you. I get why you thought that. And I, you know, I wouldn't have done that in that situation, or I, I don't agree with you, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm just right and you're just wrong. So I I do think that it's possible to to resolve things pretty quickly in most situations. Well, it's building that understanding, isn't it? It's actually having that discussion, yeah, yeah. Um, and understanding the context of where the other person was and what that person right. was right. going through and feeling. Yes, and like um, I hate to say, like we should all take responsibilities for our own emotions, right? Because we fail the way we do because of our experiences, because of our trauma, whatever else it is, right? Yes. I've I've had people say that to me before though too. But if somebody's being a dick, then that's <laughs> that can <laughs> still happen, right? I mean, but you that's not choose my fault. No, 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 no. I completely agree. But you choose whether you get angry, upset, whether you deal with that situation, you take a deep breath, you step back and go, okay you're being a dick, yeah. how do I take action against that, right? So you can leave sure. the situation, right. you can um, – no, I tend to be a negotiator and try and actually sort of try and come to some solution on stuff. Yeah. Which sometimes you just – you're going to – You just, just can't. Away. You just exactly. can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is frustrating. I find yeah. it extremely frustrating that somebody can't see my point of view. Um, but that's my <laughs> own childhood – Hang ups, I think. Sure, um, but yeah, no, that's mm, yeah, yeah. Can you learn? Can you learn the skills to 
nurture a healthy relationship? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. I think I, I'm better now than I was, you know, when I was in my 20s. But does both pe- do both people have to, can you just learn it as an individual and can you teach it to your children or do, because some like, I don't know, some people get involved in these toxic relationships. So is it that there's something missing in them? Probably, I don't know. right? Yeah. If it's If it's one of these toxic relationships, yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very complicated question. I don't I don't know the answer to that. Because my biggest dread is that my son will actually get involved in a toxic relationship mm-hmm. and be attracted to somebody that isn't very good for them. Yeah. Right? And then it's, it's like I have been, right, throughout well, my life. That, and that happened with my daughter. Oh, wow. She was in a very bad relationship for a few years. And um she had some other stuff going on too, but and I didn't know about it until afterwards. You didn't know the relationship um, was bad till afterwards. Correct. It's it, it's amazing. And she did not. We do hide and these. This things. man, this man was abusive to her, and <sighs> she did not tell me about it. But she and knew she, and recognized that he was abusive. She did, and. She didn't. She she kind of thought she deserved it. Oh wow! She was very depressed at the time too, wow, and cool there was there was a lot going on with her father. He was very sick with cancer, and um, yeah, there was there was a lot going on. Poor thing. So after the relationship ended, she did get help for her mental health, which is so important. I, you know, I agree with you. It's. I mean, mental health should not mental health care and mental health treatment should not have the stigma that it does have today. No, and I, I mean I, I'm hoping it it's being just removed. as important. I'm hoping I hope so yeah, too. with everyone talking about all of the different things right. that they've got as right. Such. Yep. Yeah. So she had she had depression she was dealing with and anxiety and I mean she really needs medication in order to, you know, be a be a happy, healthy, productive individual. Um but <sighs> I mean, honestly, she never saw me being physically abused by a partner, and and that happened to her. So we can't control all of these outcomes, of course. No, you're right? not. You're right. You're right. I mean, we just have to educate our children to as recognize well as some of the different right. aspects, right? Of right, and and also like we can all, and also I think it's a little bit hereditary right it gets you know these different traits get passed down yeah from like sure grandparent to parent to you know to child etc etc so it is actually about doing the work on yourself and um and then trying to break that cycle i think because in our parents and grandparents generations they didn't have the resources that we have now you know they didn't talk about i mean i've heard these I've heard these questions, like you'll see a a thing scrolling across Facebook. It says, why don't marriages last today like they did when our grandparents were married? It's like, well, because women are not as oppressed as they were back then. There's no stigma around divorce. (laughs) That's right. There's no stigma around divorce. Um, I can go out and get a bank account and a credit card without my husband's permission. Did you know that? Women here in the States were not allowed to like open their own credit cards until like 1973. Oh, wow. I, 
I couldn't believe that when I heard that, right. but it's it's the truth. It's like you have to have your husband's or your father's permission or something. It's not like that whole. You've seen Mad Men. Yeah. Have you oh, seen Mad no, Men? I haven't. I, it is on my list. It's definitely on it, my it's list so to go good. through. And yeah. it's, it's very accurate. Oh, really? You know, with the wow. the way um these these um you know men in the advertising industry in the late fifties and sixties, you know, the way they treated women, and it was all. Um, my stepmother worked in that industry around that time. She's like, oh, yeah, it was very much like that. It's like, but, you know, things, things, things have gotten a lot better for women, I think. Uh, well, and, and look at the movie industry, right? And what's the, the big shakeups that were happening sure. in the movie industry with, you know, right. um, the Me hashtag Me Too sort of um, following right. and all of that sort of thing. So, yeah, you know, look, I think it's it's definitely getting better. Um I do think sometimes us poor women do confuse men and put them into confusing situations where they go, well, what do you want? What do you want us to do? Right. You want us to open the doors, then you don't want us to open the doors. And then, you <laughs> you know, you want us to do the chivalry thing and, you know, and you want us to look after you and do X, Y, and Z, but then you don't. Right. You want equal right. pay. And so, yeah, like I, I do think sometimes we do give confusing messages. Probably do. We probably do. But, you know, I am very gracious when a man will hold the door open for me. And if there's a man behind me, I'll hope hold the door exactly. open for him. I mean, it's just, rights. it's just being kind. Yeah. It's just being nice to other yeah. people. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. No. I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. I think, and, and I have to agree with you, but it's like, it's, it's about not being a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I think that's right. And you know, it's not about going, Oh, you don't need to hold the door open for me. If a bloke holds the door, oh, of course. I mean, it's like, Jesus, like that's the most confusing message. They're just being, polite. they're just treating you like a yes. human being. Right. doesn't Correct. matter whether you're Correct. a woman or a man or whatever, like it, they would hold the door open no matter what sex you are. Um, that's right. So yeah, that's no, right. I know. <laughs> confusing times that we live in it's all good it's all good they are but it's interesting too yeah yeah so how oh and i know we've talked about this to a certain extent but like regarding talking about romantic or sexual relationships i mean like at what age do you start to discuss those because they seem to be getting younger and younger well, they're going to see it on TV, most likely, right? But of course, as parents, we still have the right to to monitor what our kids watch and read. And it's like it's it, it's our job as parents, I think, not the the library. No, or no, I agree. Should not be agree. banning books or anything. It's like it it's up to us to be in charge of yeah. that stuff. And it's also so. Um, sorry, go on. You know, well, what's funny is that. On IMDb, they have like these parental advisory things now as part of a show or a movie. And the movies from the 80s, like that I watched that were PG, there there's like a lot of inappropriate stuff in there now that my kids don't want my granddaughter to watch, like Ghostbusters or something. There's some sexual scenes in there. And I just always thought Ghostbusters was a fun movie. Well, see, my, I have to say the biggest shock for me was I probably watched Grease. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Grease. I, I was in high school, I think, when that actually came out and I went to see it in the theater, like in the early 80s. So I probably, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Early 80s, I probably was about 10, right? Okay. And um, 
I saw it then when it came out, right? Right. Well, it was just a musical, right? Singing and dancing and all of that yeah. malarkey. Then I watched it but like, it's about, oh my God, I watched yeah. it two, three years later, right? Sure. And I was like, sure. when I was more obviously, <laughs> you know, sexually savvy and I went, oh my God, this thing is disgusting, right? I well, know, she thinks she's pregnant. Yes. They're all, <laughs> right? And it was all, they're all having yeah. sex. Exactly. They're they're bullying innuendo, her because she's in, not having yeah, sex. Yeah, exactly. Bullying, all of those sort of yes. things. And I went, oh, my God. But I'm, but I my brain didn't with you, connect Claire. with these things. No, me neither. I didn't catch that when I watched it the first no. time. That's so funny. No. I did not. I did not. But And so I wonder whether, th- and I don't, and, but I don't, but also we have to be very, very careful about the messaging around sex with children um in the fact that you know certain ways that women and men are treated within movies right could then blueprint Mm -hmm. an an impression on their mind of oh that's how you treat a girl right yeah and that's that right and that's not how you treat a girl and that's oh that's how boys treat girls so you know right um so i think so that's why i guess if there's if there's a movie that your son wants to watch and you watch it with him, right? And then you have the conversation. It's I think communication is just so important in so many, so many things. My biggest concern is you know, like he loves Marvel and he loves DC and all of that. And that to yeah. me, they're very violent, right? So that's my biggest concern is he sees this violence and where it's just oh, it's okay, it's a movie, mum. And I'm like, well, actually, no. What the violence is you're seeing on the movie, right? If you saw that in real life, it would be pretty shocking, right? And um, mm-hmm. because it's just a movie, right? And they don't, they disassociate the actual shockingness of that violence, right? Right. Um, right. Yeah. Then it's sort of justified as such. I don't know. I, I'm sure I should maybe get a psychologist on here to talk to us about violence and sex within movies and porn because i know like and how it affects kids yeah 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 because um yeah man it's just um well there have been a lot of studies on about um you know violent video games too of course yeah like he doesn't play any of those so well i say he doesn't play any of those that he's on roadblocks but i've tried to restrict it so that he doesn't um okay yeah he's sort of nine he's around the like age i've blocked the age to about nine because the stuff that's 12 plus is like it's more mature huh so it's pretty full-on and definitely no um oh what's it called um the first person shooter thing yeah but also that other one where Um, they break into cars and there's the oh grand theft Auto. yes oh my god what was that That was a bit of a like you either kill the prostitute or you pay her money, and I'm like, what the? My gosh! Like Jesus Christ! Right? I'm going. No, I don't know if my sons ever played oh that. My I know they God. they like the the zombie games and stuff, and it's like okay, zombie. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, that's... Grand Theft Auto is a full on like. Yeah, and I mean, I would think that you would go, okay, this is a game, right? So it's not like mm-hmm. you wouldn't do this in real life, but right. I don't know, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Because I suppose it's normalizing think, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, but I think there have been studies that you know, just because kids play violent video games, it doesn't mean that they're going to be violent. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know. I, we, I will get somebody on who's 
done studies yes. on this and we will That'd be good. talk to them about we'll it, find talk out. to them about it. Oh my God. We could go down a whole <laughs> different avenue. Um, mm-hmm. Now I've, so, because you've got your daughter and you've got a son as well, haven't you? I have two sons two and sons, a daughter. Right. Yes. So like, um, did you find a big difference between your sons and daughters? Like regarding relationships how they yeah well uh, yeah actually it's like my oldest son he's 32 now and he's been married since he was 21 years old and his father and i um (laughs) were a little concerned because they were so young they were both 21 when they got married but um you know they're doing great and they have the two little girls and they're very happy um, and that's all you'd want, really, isn't it? Of that's course, of kids. course. My daughter is in a committed relationship now with a good guy, not the not the other guy. But she um, had she's, a few lessons to learn along the yeah, way. Yeah, she seem, did. Yeah. yeah, but she's she just turned twenty nine in January, and um, yeah, she's taking her time with that. But she, like you said, she had some lessons she needed to learn. And But do you think it's society and what society paints on girls as opposed to boys, though? Like it know. is within the relationship, right? Because, like, yeah. I've been in several relationships splits and my son now is from a separated family, right? Right. Your right. children are from a separated family, yes. right? But sure. um, And I know we say statistically children who come from divorced families are – more likely to get divorced. But then right. also, um, if you look at the statistics regarding like one in three marriages, roughly, yeah, end in divorce, end in divorce, right? Divorce. So it's quite a big statistic anyway, right? Yeah, it so, is. So um, is it that it's not so much that it's divorce relationships, it's just society's expectations on those relationships? Yeah, I think like so. Like girls do this boys have to do this and yeah. we've still got those stereotypical although it's improved we still have those stereotypical ideas i we do we do um yeah i don't see i don't know i, I don't really see those stereotypes with my kids as much okay, okay. i don't no, think i fair. do no, that's and we fair. My my daughter spent more time living with her father than with me when she was a teenager. Wow, okay. Yeah. Now, we live very close to each other. We live like just three blocks away in the same neighborhood. And I talked to her every day, but she was happy living with him. And for a little while, it kind of bothered me. But then I realized there's nothing wrong with this. You know, we still have a good relationship and she's happy. And I I think it's very good for daughters to have a close relationship with their fathers. I think that's good. And I think, well, I've got, I'm, yeah, no, you're okay. It's, uh, I've got a, um, I've, I had a quite, quite a close relationship with my dad when I was growing up, uh, more so than my mum. but it's sort of, I have, I have a really good relationship with my mum as well. Yeah. But like, poor mum. Um, yeah. So, and I would always tend to tell mum first and go, don't tell dad. Okay. <laughs> don't tell I dad. But I knew she'd too. tell dad. I mean, she never yeah. kept anything from my dad. But, sure, and, and I sort of go, sure. don't tell dad yet 
or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's great. I to like that's great. prepare myself for the explosion that was my father with some situations that I was like, yeah. oh, dad's not going to take this well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I remember. Yeah. Now, my youngest son, he's still figuring himself out, which is fine. He's he's the one who had cancer. I think we talked about this because you have a brother who had cancer too, yes, right? I did. Yeah. Yes, 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 and yes. That's so right. he's he's still going through a little bit of chemo treatment, but it's but how old how old end. is he? He's going to be twenty five in May, almost twenty five. Yeah, so he's a baby. He's a grown up. Yeah, mind yeah. you, like your other son settled down at twenty one, right? So I would have said yeah. he's a baby. I would have been going, oh, I well, don't know if you want to be tying yourself. But no, it's worked out. No, no, no. He, and he's, he's living in Seattle right now. Wow, okay. So that's fine. He's doing well on his own. Um, you know, I think ultimately kids need to figure a lot of this stuff out on their own. We can try as parents to, uh, to guide them. Of course, that's our job, right? Um, but... I I always wish that they would take my advice a little bit more seriously, <laughs> but it's okay. They don't. They I didn't listen to my mother either when I was very young. You know, what do you know? What do you know? I Ma? don't even listen to her now. There you go. There's a couple there of times go. she's given me advice in the last few weeks, and I've gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't need to. Don't need your advice at the moment, Mum. Just need you to listen to me. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, poor, poor old dear, because she's sort of going, well, you know, what you need to do is X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'll no. figure it out. I just right. need to get this out of my, and it's quite bizarre as a woman. I think you sometimes, what processing is not very, we don't do very good processing in our heads. Well, I don't anyway. Let's not, I'm not going to tar every woman with this brush, but I don't really <laughs> process very well in my, so I have to get it out to somebody and yeah. that seems, seems to figure itself out. Yeah. It's almost yeah, like I have to helps. get it out of my body. Exactly. Exactly. To then put the jigsaw puzzles in place. Right. To but then you don't want you it. don't want the person to fix it for you. You God, just no. want to. Right. It's almost like I verbally to have to it. spew out jigsaw puzzle pieces, yep. and yep. then once they're out of my body, I can go. Oh yeah, that's how it needs to go. I get that. And that's it. I but get um, it. but men don't. They have their jigsaw puzzle pieces in their body. Inside. And, yeah. Inside. Yes. Yeah, which is interesting. Because yeah. then dealing with, so like dealing with my son with the, his jigsaw puzzle pieces are in his body, definitely. And sometimes yeah. he just goes, just stop, mum, just yeah. stop. Because I'm trying to help yeah. him. Yeah. And you have to sort of go, okay, well, when you're ready, come and talk to me. And Right. But going through the relationship stuff is going to be a bit of a minefield. Yeah. How did you cover it with your kids, though? Like... Did you have sit down conversations with them or did you just? <laughs> I tried and that didn't work very well to have a sit down conversation. Because they were just yeah. like, stop, mum, just stop. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, pretty don't want to hear this. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's then just so, being there for them when everything goes. Yes. Well, they have to ask a question, well, I suppose. It, it, it's asking the questions, but it's also the, you know, kind of finding teachable moments when you're not really trying. I think those are very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's – I think you're right. I definitely think Opportunities right. will present themselves. Yeah, yeah. And it's just actually picking up on those, I suppose, and recognizing Yeah, I think them. so. I think so. 
yeah, and moving forward. So look, you, this you've written a book, haven't you? A relationship guide for teens. It's not yeah. for the parents. It's for teens, right? Um. Well, yes, it is for the teens. Yes. So could as a parent, if I if my son was a teenager, like I could get this book and just give it to him and say, "Here sure. you go, just read it." Sure. Yeah. And, and hopefully he'll take one or two, one or two yeah. tips, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Take a few tips from it. And so, and so that's, so is your book, is it available like all in the, on the usual places? Like, yes, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So it's on Amazon yeah. and places like that. And um, if right. people want to like look at more or find out more about you, where do they, where do they go to find you? So my website is Motina Books, M-O-T-I-N-A Books.com. Motina Books. And yes. That's everything you ever wanted to know <laughs> about me and the publishing that I do for other authors as well as the books that I've written too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair enough. That's fair enough. And And I've got one final question for you. What book would you suggest – to my listeners and why and it cannot be yeah. one of your own books no we I would, would never suggest do that. <laughs> we would suggest the relationship guide for teenagers of divorced parents there you but go. um but yeah no so what book there's an author that i've been reading a lot lately and her name is diane chamberlain and i really like her because she'll take like she's she writes historical fiction but it's not long long ago historical it's like recent history in the United States, like um, the civil rights in the 60s, um, things that happened in the South. There was something called the Scope Project that I didn't even know about. Um, and it was when they tried to, they would have college students from the northern U.S. come down to the southern U.S. and help Black Americans register to vote because they were having, it was so difficult for them to register to vote legally they were allowed to but these small towns there was so much racism that they were not they were not really being allowed to if that makes sense so i mean and her novels are just fascinating and then there was um that one was called uh, i think the house down the street the house at the end of the street and then there was another one about um the 1940s and 50s where government like state government would decide who which women should be able to breed or not and they would perform these involuntary hysterectomies on them wow so a bit like um the maiden's tale is it the maiden's tale oh the maid's handmaid's tale, tale handmaid's tale uh not or, quite oh so so certain people could breed and certain people couldn't is that sort of well, it was like, you know, oh, well, this person does not have a high enough IQ. Oh, wow. So it was like that. And that that really happened. Wow. This form of eugenics really happened. Um, but again, I, you know, I never learned about this kind of thing in school. Why would they teach that? You know, like this, the dark history, they, they don't want to teach that. But I think it's important to learn the, the um, you know, not so pleasant parts of our past to make sure that we don't repeat the, them yeah exactly make those mistakes again as such yes yeah, wow. exactly yeah. exactly so diane chamberlain 
She writes really good books. I like cool. her a lot. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Look, Diana, thank you for coming on the podcast again and talking to us about your relationship guide for teens. Um, Thanks for having me. I love talking to you. It's great. It's like yeah, so it easy fun. to talk to you. Thank um, you. I agree. We have fun talking together. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, it's a bit of a counselling session for me today, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I'm sure my listeners have heard half of it anyway, so that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. So, look, yes. thank you again. And, um, yeah, are you going to rewrite in any more books? No, not not coming up. Just publishing I'm more. Publishing other people's books. Yeah, no, yeah that's I don't, fair I enough. I have a book in me right now. No, it's a lot Maybe of hard later. work. It's a lot of hard work. It is, yeah. 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 So have we got really have you got any good books? Part. What are you publishing at the moment? Have you got any good books coming for yeah, at the moment? Yeah, I do have some good ones coming out. Um, one of my authors is a woman who's going to be 79 this year. And wow. two years ago, she just sold everything and moved to Mexico. And she's she's come back. She spent about a year in Mexico and um, but she wrote a romantic suspense novel loosely based on that about a woman who does something similar and it's coming out in may and it's just really neat because we want to encourage women who are a bit older that you know your life doesn't have to end just because you're getting older and you can still do very fun and interesting things and have an adventure yes i yeah i like i agree with you it's yeah life is not over at 50 apparently so exactly exactly um yeah yeah. no exactly exactly and i think when you get older you have more privilege to be able to go well i'm just going to do what i like doing i don't want to do the stuff that i don't like doing so yeah no wow okay so too so when's that coming out that's coming out in may it's called answering the call okay and people can go to your website and have a look at there we sure. go. We've got another book. We've got another author and another book that you've suggested. So that's good. No, cool. Oh, that's okay. Right. Yeah. That's great. So if people want to know like who you, what books you publish mm-hmm. for different people, then you that's know, all on my website, website yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And no, I brilliant. just very recently published one about, it's a ghost story set in 1850s Louisiana. Oh my gosh. And that was a really good one. It's not scary. Some parts are funny and some hard parts are really heartbreaking, but that was oh, fun wow. too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'll definitely have a look at that and see. I like what's the books on the I website. Publish. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I suppose, that, and that's your privilege being a publisher, isn't it? Because you can publish what you like. What I like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. Well, look, I will let you get on and go off and do what you need to do. This Sounds evening. good. And um, yes. Thank you again for coming on board. Thank you, you, Claire. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hello, I'm Con. And I'm Stav. And, and we're we are Eddie Nucky. You're listening to Radio Karam.
Don't worry about a thing. Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright. Don't worry about a thing. Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright. If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right. Or if you have a nasty rash keeping you up at night. Don't worry, don't worry about a thing. Don't worry. Cause Atticus Health will make you feel 